Hey marketers, if you want to get the latest news, trends, and insights in marketing, advertising, and tech, check out the Adweek Podcast Network. Learn from leading voices across media and marketing with original shows like Yeah, That's Probably an Ad, Marketing Vanguard, and Tech Magic with Kathy Hackle. Start listening now by searching Adweek wherever you listen to podcasts. My dad works in B2B marketing. He came by my school for career day and said he was a big ROAS man. Then he told everyone how much he loved calculating his return on ad spend. My friends still laugh at me to this day. Not everyone gets B2B, but with LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people who do. Get $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash generate to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash generate. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Hey there, are you ready to elevate your personal brand or company? Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for video content and audience building. Imagine growing your brand organically on social media without the hassle of editing videos for hours. With Viral Growth, it's a breeze. They handle the brainstorming, scripting, and editing while you simply just hit record. And don't worry about your niche. They cater to everyone, from business and marketing to health and wellness. Are you ready to make waves in the social media realm? Visit viralgrowth.io and use code ADWEEK, that's A-D-W-E-E-K, all lowercase, and get 10% off your plan. You're listening to Yeah, That's Probably an Ad. This is the Adweek Podcast. We are in Cannes, in the South France, for the Cannes Lions Festival. And I am so excited to have with me two wonderful guests uh, for a bonus interview episode we were doing. Sir John Hegarty, founder of BBH, co-founder of BBH, and one of the most legendary figures in advertising. I'm sure you've heard every superlative there is at Cannes. I have. I'm getting embarrassed now, actually. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> I should. I feel like I always have to clarify. You and I have spoken several times on stage and at other times here at Cannes, and I always feel I should clarify that you prefer to be called John. Absolutely. So that is why if anyone thinks I'm being rude by not You're calling not you being Sir rude, John. I, I can assure you, John's brilliant. Uh, and we are also joined by Corin Woods, who is the CMO of the UN World Food Program. Corin, thanks so much for making time for us. It's a pleasure. Uh, we are here to talk about uh, a few things, but namely the uh, the ad that you debuted uh, this morning here at Cannes uh, for the World Food Program. Uh, it you know, is part of a a larger uh, conversation that, w- that I'm excited to have about the role that advertising can play in helping save lives and help save, uh, hopefully, millions of children who starve uh, around the world. Uh, and so first, uh, Corin, why don't you tell us a, a bit about the origin of, of this spot and this effort and how it all came about? Okay, so I suspect that most people who are listening to this don't actually know who the UN World Food Program is. We're not one of those organizations everyone knows who we are. And may not know what they can do to help on the issue of hunger. So my job is really make people care about the issue of hunger and realize how important it is in the biggest issues of the world today and also know about what we do as the UN World Food Programme, feeding 93 million people a year in some of the worst places, Syria, Yemen, South Sudan, in Cox's Bazaar in Bangladesh. So make people care about the issue care about doing something for the World Food Programme. So it started with, uh, what do you do if you have no money, but you have the greatest story in the world? Well, you come to a place like Cannes and you make partnerships. So the first partnership we had was with Cheryl Wonell and Terry Savage around the global cinema medium. And they said, you know what? We're going to commit. We're going to commit and we're going to ask our members to actually give you a platform to tell your story. But then... The question is always, what about creativity? 
how can you have something and the best storyteller? And that's where Sir John, or John. Or John. <laughs> or John, or what, whatever we want to call you, <laughs> came in. So this is the second year of this, this campaign. Tell us about your role uh, in this campaign. Well, I was asked by Cheryl, would I help uh, work on the creative for this idea that Sawa was sponsoring all this space um, for the UN World Food Programme? Would I write the idea? Um, and because I've, uh, you know, obviously, how could you in some ways you instantly say yes, because why wouldn't you? Um, but I, I've always loved the cinema. I've always loved it as a medium. Uh, I just love going to it, being involved with it, writing for it. It's just such an exciting medium to create for. So on a very selfish basis, there was a sort of humanitarian reason to do it. We should do this. It's good. Three million children a year die of hunger. And uh, let's see, let's show advertising can save lives. And also the fact that it was cinema just excited me. I love it. I love working in the cinema. I love the fact that people have gone in somewhere it darkens down, the curtains come back, and people are waiting to see something. They're not interrupted. They're not, you know, flicking through their phone or whatever it might be and distracted by a thousand different other things. They're actually focused on that story unfolding in that big, big, big screen in front of them. I think the most powerful moment, honestly, of, this, of your session today was the opening, uh, where it was, I, I believe, real audio uh, from a war zone uh, that was played over just footage of children. And that was not the ad itself, but holy cow, the, the effect it had on me in the dark room, in this huge theater here at Cannes, the lights go down, and then that thrum of helicopters and rockets, and I don't even want to know everything that, that we were hearing. What a powerful experience. Uh, and, and it really set the mood for... What I, I could just feel my anxiety rising. Of, yeah. of like I couldn't spend five minutes in a world like that. How Most do we, how do we solve that problem? How do we that that's that's part of it. I mean, obviously, conflict is a part of hunger because as soon as conflict occurs, food supplies dry up, uh, and then we're in a terrible state. But lots of other reasons for hunger too, which aren't just about conflict. But certainly, that opening sequence and when you realise what the World Food Programme are doing and where they're going and how they're keeping these children alive, people alive, not just children, but people alive. It's just absolutely amazing. So let's talk about the concept of the spot. Uh, it is a, we will listen to it uh, because it's lovely. Um, but in terms of the visuals, uh, we see uh, children. This was filmed in Syria? In Lebanon. Oh, in Lebanon. In okay. Lebanon, yeah. That's as close as we could get. Yeah. We, I, were, we were not far from the border, yeah. but there are all kinds of insurance reasons. But the, it was, it was. shall I go through it? Shall I do it for you, David? Please, shall I, absolutely. So the idea is essentially um, these are children from uh, these war-torn regions, and they're singing a song. The song was composed by Cat Stevens, now known as Yusuf Islam. Um, uh, it's a song called uh, How Can I Tell You? And it's the children singing this song of loss, really, that you're not there, you're not listening. And gradually, as this chorus of children are singing, they gradually start disappearing. And we're left with one child who finishes the song. And, you know, I was in, in creating this, I was trying to use the medium of cinema, sound, which is now phenomenal. Uh, music, obviously, is a very powerful force. And juxtaposing the idea of these kids singing 
a very Western song of of kind of you know reaching out, which is what the song is. But of course, they're from Aleppo or they're from somewhere like that. And I think that just juxtaposition between those two things makes it very very powerful. Let's listen to the the song, uh, and I, I think that'll really help people get a sense, even if they can't see it, uh, to to get a sense of the the atmosphere from the music. Corin, uh, one, one thing I thought was a fascinating point that John makes in a, in a behind-the-scenes moment in the presentation, they showed some video, and you, you were kind of saying that how, not to say that you put words in your mouth, that you get desensitized to the images, but it would be, it would be quote-unquote easy to just create PSAs that show starving children. Uh, you know, when I was a when I was a child in Ethiopia, uh, you know, I think back, and that was that was what every ad was. It's just look at the the starving children. Why do you think it's effective to take it in a different direction? We've done quite a lot of work of trying to think about a couple of things about that idea of common humanity and shared humanity, and really touching and creating empathy without it being pity. Pity and empathy are two different things. And I think what we've wanted to do, and we do this across the gamut of our communication and marketing, is try and look at finding the human and the human stories in the people that we're working with. And so that's the starting point. You start with something that's common and known and not an obvious pity image. So we really think about that very, very carefully. And so... You know, the line about keep their voices alive. We believe that where we'll stretch this campaign from cinema across other mediums is the stories of those children. Those children are Syrian refugees. Those children, each one of them has a story. And we want their stories to be heard, not just in a poor, starving image. So, you know, the richness of that story is... Well, what was the doll that they carried when they left Aleppo? What book do they miss from their home? What do they miss about their neighbourhood and the lemon tree that was down the road? Those are the real stories that connect and really connect. And we think the central idea from John, that starting point, is so powerful that it allows us to then start to enter into something that's much more human, much more connected. And so that that creates a sense of shared humanity, not a sense of pity and I'll try to do something. We also, you know, how much people turn away. The turning away question, and I think you really thought about that. Yes, it might provoke a reaction, but are people seeing something? Giving. 
and then turning away because I don't want to see that image. I don't want to think about that image. What John's creative does is draw people in and it lingers. The music lingers, the images linger. It's got an almost sensuous is sort of an odd thing to say, but it's got that softness and beauty that then stays with you. And, you know, we've been thinking a lot of time of, we only have a small opportunity to really land our message. So getting into that memory and lingering in there is very important. John, I, I, you know, I have cried several times in the theater at Cannes, I'm not going to lie, because, you know, some, there's some amazing work that gets shown there. Uh, but what surprised me today is I found myself crying, not from the spot, not from the opening, but from the behind-the-scenes footage of seeing these kids as kids. You know, to your point about it just it made it feel so much more real that these are these are not actors. These are not, uh, you know, this isn't from the past. These are children, just like my children, that shouldn't have to live like this. Mm. And, I mean, I'm getting choked up thinking about it now, but you, does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. And, I mean, we wanted it to be real. We wanted it to be, no, I know that's a cliche, cliched thing to say. You say, oh, we want it to be real. Of course you do. But, you know, we wanted those kids to sing. They were from Aleppo. We found them in the refugee camps. We, we with a brilliant, brilliant uh, singing structure, they learned the song. It's very important that they sang it. We could have dubbed over. We could have, that was a backstop possibility if it didn't work. But for me, the, there are many things I think that are powerful about the spot, but one of the most powerful is the point you've just made. These kids are real. And we can, we can tell that story in other media. You know, the, the 60 second, cinema spot is there just to start the conversation going we then take it into facebook we take it into other media to show these other elements of the campaign to show that these are real kids who've suffered enormously and what we're trying to do is ensure that they have a future and i think the other thing i'd like to say about the campaign and it's uh, you you touched on it it's very easy to kind of show starving kids and get lots of sympathy we're also and this without sounding crass we're trying to build a brand here the world food program we're trying to create status for the World Food Programme so that people keep coming back to it and go, that's the one I want to support. And that's why we've got to do something which goes deeper, I think, than the standard, usual charity ad, of which there are some brilliant ones out there, but build this idea of feeding our future. So it's a brand campaign as well as a, a, a promotional campaign, getting you to contribute and give them money. Corin, where do you hope it goes from here? Uh, you know, you mentioned this the second year. Where do you see this growing in the years to come? I think um, what we want to do is continue in the great partnership with Sir John, or John, <laughs> as he's known, and the cinema medium. What we're also interested in is how do we really make this partnership on digital with Facebook work in a very complimentary way. Last year was that toe in the water, but we needed to go deeper. Then what we're starting to look at is what other platforms, what other medium can stretch that idea further? The idea of feed our future. How can we do that and stretch that further? How do we get the stories of our 17,000 staff who work in those environments? Today, as we sit here, I'm here talking to you in this place, a lot of my colleagues are in, will be in Syria, they'll be in Yemen. The situation in Yemen is so difficult at the moment. Some of them are preparing to go into North Korea and to go support in North Korea. So 
what we want to do is, is stretch the story to this idea of here is the reality and go across other mediums to do it so that we can tell the story continually and really build something that starts to build the brand in a 360 way. And we're learning as a World Food Programme. I'm, my title is marketing. That's very unusual in the UN. It's very unusual to have a marketing team. You normally have communications teams, a marketing team who's thinking and using the techniques, which is why CAN is such an important space for us, because we can meet people and we can learn from people and we can experiment. And we want people to come, but we want them to commit, because lots of people want to come up and say to me, you do wonderful work, I'd love to support you. They come, they talk, they walk away. John has stayed with us. Maybe he doesn't like it. We usually approve the concept on Christmas Eve, don't we? We're usually shopping when we do There's that. There's normally a conversation around that time. Oh, God. <laughs> shopping. Oh, God, we're having this. But that commitment is we've learned from each other. You know, this year's conversation was different than the previous year's conversation. Same with Facebook. So that commitment, I talk about it being in marriage. I don't think they want to be married to us. But anyway, that commitment is really important. So we go deeper and deeper. We're taking... Um, some folks who've committed on the cinema side to Jordan next week. So they go from Cannes to Jordan. They'll be in Zatari refugee camp, meeting kids just like those kids in that ad, so that they start to understand our reality and we start to understand. So we do that, so we work backwards and forwards. So anybody listening to this, I love the fact if you want to download the Share the Meal app and give. But if you've got the sort of skills or the platform, whatever, really come and commit to us and we can have a journey together that's going to make a difference on a very monumental level. You know, one, we have a vision of achieving zero hunger by 2030. If we do that, then we're building human capital, the potential, the potential of the next Steve Jobs, the next Beyonce. We're building that potential, society's potential. We need to do that. And if we don't do it, we'll be fueling conflict. Hunger feeds conflict. So it's really a choice people make, but it's not a light relationship. We don't do light, flirtatious relationships no. at the World no, Food we Programme. No, we no, do deep, deep, committed, committed, difficult relationships. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but we work through the problems together. We work out how to do things, and we're very honest. Yeah. One last question for you, John. Um, we, I feel like we're on the cusp of a lot of great advertising leaders, an entire generation of advertising leaders preparing for retirement. We're, we're seeing a lot of uh, your Bob Greenbergs and your Rich and Jeffs that like kind of easing themselves out of it. What, what advice, what mandate would you give them to do with their, their post-daily career lives? Well, uh, I, th I think I've always said this, and uh, in my book, Hegarty on Advertising. Sorry, oh, that's a plug. Yeah. That's a plug. <laughs> I did actually say that, you know, the one thing advertising teaches you is how to almost run any business, do anything else you want to do, because it's such a kind of demanding and creative industry. It will give you an education in going almost anywhere. And all I would say to people is use what you've learned in some other field, in some other way. It may be closely related to advertising. It may not be. I'm doing that in, in uh, the garage where we're helping start young businesses and we're saying to them, don't just start a business, build a brand. And brand is very, very important. So I'm engaged back in that conversation. But really, just remember, advertising is a fantastic university for you to go on and do anything else. Sir John Hegarty, 
Cornwoods uh, from the UN World Food Program. Thank you both so much for making time for us at Cannes. Thank Pleasure. you. Pleasure. Pleasure. Great stuff. Have a wonderful rest of your festival. Thank you. Hey there, podcast fam. Are you ready to break free from the social media rut? Hold on to your hatch because we've got just a thing for you. Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for leveling up your online presence. Whether you're a personal brand or a company, they've got the tools and know-how to take you to the next level. With Viral Growth, forget about those endless hours of video editing. They handle everything from brainstorming to polishing your content so you can just focus on being awesome. And guess what? We're hooking you up with a sweet deal. Use code ADWEEK for 10% off when you sign up. Ready to take your social media game to the next level? Head on over to viralgrowth.io and let's turn those digital dreams into a reality.